be interviewing Sruti and Ariana, the co-presidents of a not-for-profit organization investing in her future. They are based in California and they aim at improving financial literacy among girls. I'm super excited to hear about what they do, as personally, that is one of my missions for Why Fi Matters. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hey guys, thank you so much for being on Why Fi Matters today. I'm really excited to interview you guys. Um, so could you guys tell me a bit about yourselves? Sure, so I'll go ahead and start. My name is Shruti. Um, I'm a senior in Pleasanton, California. It's in the San Francisco Bay Area. And um, me and Ariana here have been in charge of investing in her future for about two and a half, three years now. And we're excited to share with you our journey and our experience. Yeah, and adding on to that, um, I'm Ariana. I'm also a senior in Pleasant, California. Um, and yeah, it's really, really great experience leading this organization. And we're super excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. So can you guys tell me a bit about investing in our future? Sure. So um, we actually didn't found this organization. It was founded in 2015 um, by Sandy Amanda Dang, and Dejci Desai. And um, after they went on to college, they went ahead and passed it down to me and Ariana in like 2017. So we've been um, kind of taking it from there. Um, maybe Ariana, you can talk about kind of how it started and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So it actually started kind of as a motivation from a business club that we have at our school called Zeka. So um, I'm actually a part of the club myself. And there's different events that we kind of have in this club. So for instance, there's a financial literacy event. So they kind of focused in on the prompts that that event itself had for that year and did a lot of research about kind of people's financial literacy in college. And then they realized through that research that there was such a large gender gap between um, just like undergraduates who went to different schools in California. And with that, they kind of found that there was no organization that really was able to teach financial literacy to young girls in our community. So that's why they kind of started this project. And we've just been continuing that, um, utilizing the materials they created and starting workshops of our own to really help um, elementary school, middle school, and even high school uh, females mostly, but also just people in general who were trying to learn more about finance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so can you elaborate a little bit more on the study that was um, conducted? Yeah, sure. So. Um, this study slash survey, I guess, was basically um, the original founders went to three universities in California, so Stanford, Berkeley, and Davis, mm -hmm. and through that, they kind of just went up to, I guess, undergraduates that were walking around campus to do a really quick survey, and so this survey, it just had a bunch of questions about, like, how much financial, like, information you already knew, how ready you felt for, like, the future, and how financially successful you think you would be given like your circumstances and so through this just to quote like exactly what the conclusion they came was that female students scored like much lower mm -hmm. um specifically like their statistic was 13 percent but definitely they just found that there is such a large gap in general from like people who had such a high level education like being in college and so not even having like a circumstance of education differing people but just like gender was a really big component of why people are less financially literate. So they took this statistic of like these college students and then kind of worked around and like read about different articles and different like other studies. And usually using this data, um, they really were able to kind of start 
their organization, um, knowing that even people they directly talked to had the vision. Okay, cool. So investing in our future is a not-for-profit. So how did they go about starting this? Yeah, so a not-for-profit organization or like a 501c3 organization is basically like a tax-exempt charitable organization. So you have to like actually file to become like a 501c3. Um, but definitely it's kind of a process where we actually had um, like legal help to help us with this as well. Um, but basically it means that people's contributions, like our donors, they actually can get a tax deduction using like our code um, slash ID. So it's kind of just for specific organizations that have a charitable purpose. So for us, we're kind of educating our community. Yeah. So we're under this educational. All right. So, so what are some of the advantages and also disadvantages that you see um, being a not-for-profit? Well, I think one thing that um, is good about being a not-for-profit organization is that a lot of um, businesses would like to donate to us because like yeah. Ariana said, they get tax deductions from it. Mm -hmm. So actually um, a couple of years ago, a lot of local businesses like a SAT prep center actually donated cool. a lot of money to our organization to help us. So that's been a huge thing for us, just getting like community support for um, this nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd say a disadvantage is kind of like the legal stuff that comes along with it. Um, we do have a lot of like help from just like accountants and lawyers and stuff like that, just because we know them personally, but it's uh, kind of hard to, you know, do that if you're just starting off. Okay, I see. So can you guys tell me about some of the workshops that you do and seminars that you guys hold? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay, um, yeah, Ariane, you can go ahead. Sure. So as for workshops, we host a lot of workshops either at our school personally, and then we also have had workshops at local libraries. So mm -hmm. these are really like targeted to different age groups. We've had high school workshops, middle school student workshops, and elementary school students. Um, but definitely our main goal is really just to be able to educate the community and really actually like help individually and directly to people. Mm -hmm. So some workshops that we had in the past where we bring in um, guests from like credit unions, actual like employees, and they come with materials and games that really kind of like help teach certain topics. And so to guess, like to get more specific, I guess, um, some of the workshops that we had ranged from like topics of budgeting and like money saving. And also for high school students, a lot of people are interested in how to save for college or like how to budget in college. So definitely we've tried to focus on like topics that most people would like and Shruti do you want to talk about like other events like our finance yeah. fair and stuff sure so we have had um other than workshops and the guest speakers we've had uh like kind of like a career fair kind of type of thing with uh finance so um it, we just kind of have in our local community just different organizations to reach our target groups mm -hmm. um, but I also want to talk about really quickly um how we went from um, outside of our local community, we did a Skype call with a school in Bronx, New York. It's called the Young Women's Leadership School in Bronx. Um, so we've actually had two meetings with them um, over the course of two summers. So it was just like a one hour uh, or two hour Skype call with this class. And we just covered really basic topics like saving, budgeting, and especially saving for college because a lot of these girls 
come from um, really low-income families. So we found that experience to be pretty eye-opening, I guess, because we're so used to teaching financial literacy to a group of girls within our community who usually have kind of like, you know, a good economic background. But reaching out to these girls in Bronx is a really new experience and we'd like to pursue that more in the future, like branching out. And have the girls in the Bronx school, have they um, have they seen any benefits? How did they react to the workshop? Um, yeah, so we haven't heard like any feedback from them, but immediately what they said after was that like they've never had this kind of lesson before. A lot of them didn't even know a lot of the things we we're talking about, like they were hearing all these words for the first time. So it was just kind of like a good introduction for them to get into, you know, financial literacy because it's really important, mm-hmm. yeah. especially for girls. Yeah. Can you elaborate why it's so important for girls to be financially literate? Yeah. So I think just in general, it's really important to be financially literate and it really helps with your future on, again, like budgeting for college or even in the like actual I guess, real world when you're budgeting your own expenses and like getting a job. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like so much statistics out there that are how like you need to be financially literate just to understand and like know your own taxes, like do mm-hmm. your own finances and stuff. But then definitely for girls in general, there's a lot of studies out there where a lot of females don't know as much information as males. And so just in order to be financially successful, it's really important to start early on like financial education Uh and something that we've noticed is that not a lot of schools actually teach about finance so it's really cool that we have an organization that kind of teaches Mm -hmm. topics that you don't necessarily learn in school Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really know any classes that you can take in school like normal academic classes that really teach Mm -hmm. a lot about finance so it's really important that people are learning this information somewhere and if it's like through our organization or even looking up their own I guess, studies and own resources. Um, Regardless, I think it's just an important skill to have. Sorry, I just wanted to add something really quickly to that. Um, Another reason why for girls especially um, it's important is because there's a lot of studies that a lot of women are stuck in like abusive relationships Mm -hmm. or jobs below their like level because they're not financially independent. So -hmm. they're relying on somebody else. so that's just another reason why it's really important to make sure people have financial literacy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's the correlation between the gender pay gap and this financial literacy gap among girls? Sure. So um, just to summarize, like I'm sure you know, but the gender pay gap is like the difference in the salary between women and male counterparts in the workplace. And women make like 79 to 81% of a man's salary for the same job. So actually the gender gap in financial literacy is often referred to as a secondary gender wage gap, just because um, both the pay gap and the literacy gap account for the discrimination that women often face in the workplace. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's actually a lot larger when you're considering women of color. And um, so this is why we kind of teach teach these topics to girls early on, just because if they have this knowledge from an early age, they won't have to suffer mm-hmm. from these high levels of discrimination. Mm-hmm. And actually a few months ago, we sent out a survey regarding entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. specifically like tech startups to girls in our high school as part of this little study we were doing. 
and um, one junior stated exactly that she feels a lack of confidence and male domination in these fields can be prominent barriers for women. So I think that like financial literacy is a stepping stone for women to gain more power in their respective workplaces just because, you know, there's like institutionalized um, barriers against them. That's really important for the listeners and everyone to know. Um, that's great. Um, so in the workshops, uh, do, do boys also come? Because like you were saying, it's like everybody needs to benefit from this. Yeah, so in our um, workshops that we've had, we our target audience is girls, like high school, middle school aged girls, but we don't close the workshops open to boys because we are still like promoting education. Um, but a majority of the time, most of the girls, most of the attendees will be girls, but um, we've definitely had a lot of boys attend too. And that's because um, the way we advertise is through our school and through school yeah. clubs. So um, that's why a lot of both boys and girls come. Um, so what are some of the projects that you guys have, um, upcom- upcoming projects that you guys have? Yeah, so definitely with this pandemic and like shelter yeah. in place in California, it's pretty difficult for us to like reach out to who we usually have, I guess our workshops at, which are like the libraries as well as our school. And then definitely like going to bank field trips is kind of hard now, yeah. but definitely we're looking into kind of using like Zoom or just online platforms to even I guess have like these seminars um, and in addition to that there's so many resources that we can actually send out to people we still have access to all those I guess email lists from our school clubs where yeah. a lot of kids are interested in learning more about finance so we can just send out more information and just resources that we have mm-hmm. but definitely our usual I guess like panels and in-person workshops is definitely kind of on a pause yeah okay so how is your community like you said, your school has been supporting you a lot. How has your community been supporting you? Yeah, so like um, I mentioned before, a lot of local businesses have donated in the past to help us. And um, we host a lot of workshops at the library. So they're kind enough to let us advertise there and use their rooms to do that. Um, So yeah, those are basically the main ways. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are, you guys are both seniors right now. Um, So are you gonna take this into college or are you gonna have like a new group of girls come and lead this this organization? So right now we have a lot of um, underclassmen, we call them student ambassadors who will continue to run workshops in the future. And since we have connections to school, like business clubs, um, mm-hmm. we're also planning for them to host similar workshops in the future because a lot of them reach our exact target audience. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're planning on continuing it. Okay, cool. So, so what are some of the, um, uh, who are some of the guest speakers um, you, you've had come speak at your workshop? Ariana, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So we we have a lot of different contacts, I guess, from previous workshops that we've done or credit unions that have reached out to us, but mainly they're financial advisors that work at different banks, credit unions, and we kind of just email at the beginning, we had the cold email, but definitely, um, our guess our organization is pretty cool. So a lot of banks and I guess credit unions as credit unions as well have kind of reached back to us, and we're really interested in kind of sharing more. And I think a lot of people are pretty interested, I guess, in teaching another generation of people who are interested in finance. So definitely, we had a lot of good feedback from just emailing people, and a lot of people wanted to come to our school and like guest speak. 
for us. So definitely it wasn't too difficult for us to get those guest speakers, but they mainly just come from local banks and credit unions. Cool. Yeah. And so we also like to um, mainly ask women to come to uh, to be our guest speakers. Uh, we have had like males come and speak in the past, but we try to get women who are in finance to kind of share their experiences of what it's like to be a woman in finance and why it's so important. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So what are the, um, so you, what are the greatest challenges that you guys faced um, running the organization? And also what is, what are you guys most proud of? Yeah. So I guess I'll start um, for challenges. I would say definitely, I guess advertising is the big challenge. Um, especially just starting off from like being nothing to mm -hmm. kind of building the people that we want to reach and just different audiences. Um, it was definitely a struggle to have like those emails, have enough people come to our workshops. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I think what's the rewarding part of this is that there are so many people that are interested in finance. And mm -hmm. it's really great to be able to have that platform where people are learning and people are understanding like that they don't have to live in like the statistic where they're always in the, like a gap in financial literacy yeah. that like girls in our school as well as like younger girls can actually be in these careers that are usually male dominated and have financial literacy. So definitely it's really rewarding to see how many people actually come to these workshops who are really like inspired to learn. Are you guys going, are you guys thinking of going into like a financial field when, um, when you graduate? So for me, I'm actually thinking of doing business and so particularly like just entrepreneurship, but definitely like having financial literacy skills, literacy skills um, are kind of essential for I think any career. So I'm glad that I had this experience to really be able to have and go into a field that is female dominated. Yeah, definitely. So I'm um, considering pursuing like biology and medicine, but like Ariana said, I think financial literacy is important for anyone in any career. So yeah, it's good that we, have had this experience even though I might not be pursuing like a finance oriented career. Yeah but like any finance is needed in every field. So are there any other organizations out there that also promote girls and financial literacy uh, or other resources? Yeah so I don't know any specific organizations but definitely I think especially in DECA the business club I'm in um, a lot of kids I've noticed a lot of females are being a lot more interested in doing financial literacy events so it's really cool to see that people are kind of trying to break this barrier that we have but definitely I think just with like kind of how the world is changing and technology in itself um, a lot more girls are trying to be more financially literate so definitely I think we're pretty unique as an organization but there's probably a couple other organizations around the country and like around the world but it's cool that we're like one of the few in our community. Um, I love what you guys are doing. Um, so do you have any like last words you'd like to say um, to girls who are listening to this and also the teens who are listening to this on um, in terms of financial literacy? So I'd say that um, for anyone listening that um, the only way to kind of stop this problem from continuing in the next few generations is to start learning financial literacy now. Mm -hmm. um, there's a good quote that we like um, it's by Anna Maria Lusardi. She's um, the founder and academic director of the Global Financial Literacy Excellence Center at George Washington University. And she once said that financial literacy is not acquired just by breathing air. You have to kind of hone these skills at a young age. 
Yeah. So I think that um, it's really important, even though like right now you might not be interested in like stocks or investing, it's just good to learn basic skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ariana, yeah. And, yeah. And adding on to that, I think, again, just like, I think finance seems to be a really intimidating topic for a lot of people, even yeah. for like Shruti mm-hmm. and I. Yeah, it's it's pretty intimidating as kind of a topic to learn, but definitely I think just starting small, like even knowing like what needs are and what wants are, that's like our first thing we teach anyone in our workshops, and it's such a basic concept, but even just building off of that and even like maybe trying to budget your own like finances for a month or like tracking your expenses, those are like really small things that you can do and small actions you can do to get started in finance, um, and I would say like for teenagers, um, definitely like trying to find opportunities to learn more about finance or even learning from like um, professionals now. I think Truthy and I and also all the people who've come to any of the workshops where we have guest speakers, they really have learned from those professionals who are in the career and like thriving in the career, you could say. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool experience to kind of learn from other people as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, so the, for the people who are listening to this, are there um, any ways that we can get involved in investing in our future? Yeah, so definitely we have a website as well as social media. We have a Facebook page if anyone wants to like it. Um, but definitely I think our website, it's investinginourfuture.weebly.com if anyone wanted to visit it. Um, but basically you can learn more about kind of our missions, events that we've had in the past, as well as just updates that we have. And also, especially because there's so many resources online, just being able to look up any curriculum in general um, is just really cool. So you can be a part, I guess, indirectly of our organization by trying to fight this gender gap financial literacy. Yeah, this was really great, guys. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah no problem. And also, if you have any, um, if you guys are having uh, any um, Zoom or online seminars, just and um, you're interested again, like Chicago kids, because I'm in Chicago right now. Um, okay. I'd love to like tell 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 everybody who's listening about to this podcast about about investing in our future, because I really really love what you guys are doing. So yeah, sure, yeah, we'll definitely let you know yeah. if we're gonna be doing something like that. Okay. Thank you guys so much. That was Thank you. So that's the end of the interview. I really hope you guys enjoyed it and now understand the importance it is for all teens, especially girls, to be financially literate. You can learn and support investing in our future by going to their website, which will be in the episode description. Also, go check out Wi-Fi Matters' new look on our new webpage at wifimatters.com. Um, also, besides the audio version of this podcast, which you can get on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Spotify, and other places, you can now listen to a video version of the podcast on YouTube. I really appreciate it if you subscribe to our channel and leave me some five-star reviews. Just joking. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next time.